A teenager is dead after a shooting near a Northern Kentucky elementary school. The Ohio Senate takes yet another step to override a veto from Governor DeWine. And one of Cincinnati Zoo's best-known residents celebrating her seventh birthday. Five on five, in five. It is Wednesday, January 24th. Another day ahead of us. Another day full of rain for all of us to enjoy. It's like you'll you'll feel good, but you won't feel good. The warmth feels good. Exactly. The rain and the gray is yeah, putting right putting a lot of people in a not great headspace. <laughs> um, I would love to tell you that's changing. It's not today, actually. A significant amount of rain will fall. All that snow is probably going to melt. So get the galoshes out or whatever you use, rain boots. Is that a common galoshes? phrase? The sh- I don't think I've ever boots. heard galosh before. Really? really? It's your first, I've heard of them, but I don't know how often it's used. You know, so, like southern, boy, thing. southern boy here, so that must be a, a when the snow melts type of thing, I'm assuming. I don't know. I, now Kelly's I'm going to go look that up. Judged. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm <laughs> going to go look up at a regional map and see if galoshes <laughs> is a word. Uh, but we get another potentially inch to two and a half inches of rain uh, before we are done with the rain on Thursday. So again, melting snow, mud, rain on rain on rain. It ends Friday, dry day, high near 50. So that's something to look forward to. Highs will stay near the 50s even with this rain. Um, so again, if you are someone who doesn't mind this part of the, the warm weather, enjoy it. Uh, but Friday, I think, will be a day more people can enjoy. All right. So keep your galoshes handy and yeah. whatever else you need yeah. to stay dry. So, Galosh must be the shoe version of who says Coke, who says Pepsi, who Maybe. says Pop. Or <laughs> sneakers be. versus tennis shoes. Right. No, we'll get to the bottom of that Okay. <laughs> later on. All right. Five on five and five for our big stories today. Fletcher, story number one. Yes. I settle my shoes, sneakers debate just by wearing Vans all the time. There you so go. There just, you go. Just called by the brand name. On top of things. Yes. Our first story today. Shots were fired near an elementary school and has led to the second shooting death in as many days in a northern Kentucky city. Yeah. So... Covington is my neighborhood. This is something that uh, a lot of people obviously are talking about. It happened along DeCourcy near 39th Street in Latonia, and police say two 14-year-olds, a boy and a girl, were shot at around 3.30 in the afternoon. Obviously, that also is a busy time around the schools. So officials say the boy died. The girl is considered stable at UC Medical Center. Police say that no one has been taken into custody, but they also say there isn't a threat. Um, so they're looking into that. Covington Independent Schools sent out a message to parents saying that the district will meet with students today to help them cope with their emotions because we're talking about 14-year-olds. So um, these are children. This was also near an elementary school. That's traumatizing for those kids who were still at school and potentially had to be put on lockdown 3.30 is kind of that hour where there probably are some kids there for maybe some after-school activities, but otherwise classes are likely done. Um, but it's definitely got the community talking when there also was a two-year-old who was killed just a few days before. Our second story this morning, we're expecting to learn new details surrounding a shooting outside of Joe Mixon's home that left a 16-year-old injured. Yes, this was a big story for us uh, last March, uh, last spring sometime. Uh, so Joe Mixon's sister, Shalanda, is expected to enter a plea after being charged with multiple felonies. Last March, Shalanda and her boyfriend, Lamont Buer, were charged after a teenager was shot with a real gun while a bunch of teenagers were just trying to play uh, Nerf Wars uh, throughout the neighborhood. Brewer is accused of firing multiple rounds and hitting that teen in the foot. Very lucky teen that he was only hit in the foot. According to the indictment, Shalanda is seen on video collecting shell casings from the yard before driving away with Brewer. Deputy stopped them, found a gun in the trunk, and that was later connected back to the shooting. Right now, Shalanda Mixon is charged with tampering with evidence and also obstruction of justice. If she is convicted, she faces a possible prison sentence of four years. So we'll keep an eye on what happens in court today there. And this is 
the second time this has been attempted to happen. A previous hearing was scheduled, later canceled, so we'll see if this one goes through or if uh, the docket gets busy once again. Our third story this morning, Ohio lawmakers are one step closer to overriding Governor Mike DeWine's veto of a bill that is called anti-trans by its critics. So this is something that's been working its way through the state government. We knew this was likely to be potentially on the docket today. So House Bill 68 would, among other things, ban gender-affirming care for minors in the state. Republican majorities in both the state House and Senate passed the bill by a veto-proof majority. Last year, Governor DeWine then vetoed the bill last month, saying the proposal went too far. A few weeks ago, lawmakers in the House voted to override the veto, and then today state senators could do the same. The gender-affirming care would block not just surgeries, but also puberty blockers. It would also ban athletes, born male, from competing in girls' sports. It's not yet clear when the override vote will be held. There is a session that starts this afternoon, 1.30 in Columbus. Uh, Not guaranteed that it'll be on there, but also expected to be. Uh, Last night, students in Mason at a school board meeting asked the board members to condemn the bill. The board didn't take any formal action, but you can hear those remarks from students and parents on our website, WLWT.com. Our fourth story this morning, earlier, or I believe it was last week, we talked about one school seeing its COVID pandemic funding come to an end. Today, talking about another local school district, Cincinnati Public Schools, who are walking a a tightrope trying to make budget cuts without hurting their student body. Yeah, something all districts are going to have to deal with. These ESSER funds are federal funds. So CPS, uh, they're just the next district we're hearing about that they're going to take that COVID-19 money and it's going to be running out. They knew it was going to be running out. They got about $90 million. That money was federal funds given to public schools to get kids back on track after learning routines were upended by the pandemic. Those dollars, ESSER funds, they were not designed to be there forever. So schools everywhere uh, have until September to get through what they have left. So that might mean positions will be cut that were added because of this money. Uh, other things might have to be uh, switched around. But um, it's 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 definitely something they all knew about. So hopefully everybody can handle it nicely. Fletcher, you mentioned it was Middletown last week. They had to cut about 40, 45 positions um, that were brought on because of that money. But they were able to keep a lot of positions up there in Middletown. So we'll see what uh, CPS decides to do as uh, these months wind down to September. And just kind of a reminder of how all encapsulating the pandemic was for so long where you have this thing and you're like, yeah, it's not designed to last forever, but you kind of forget that at a certain point and you have those protections in place. Um, so we'll see uh, not only how CPS moves forward, but what other school districts uh, in our area will be impacted as well. And finally, to get us out of here, happy birthday to the queen of the Queen City. Stephen, I'm going to spare you from reading this one as well. Thank you. The Cincinnati Zoo's most famous resident, Fiona <laughs> the Hippo, turns seven today. Her keeper says she's weighing in at about 2,461 pounds. It's a little behind where the average hippo is of her age, but a far cry from the 29 pounds she was when she was born, which is 25 pounds lighter than any other calf of her species at the time. We were actually speaking with one of Fiona's keepers this week in the lead up to her birthday celebrations, and he discussed what stage of life she's about to enter, her relationships with the rest of the bloat, including how becoming a big sister has... uh, not reinvigorated her, but brought out new aspects of her life, as I'm sure it has with all of us as we got siblings in our life, and if there are any future breeding plans. You can head to WLWT.com to hear all about the birthday girl. And as a tradition, Fiona's going to get a special birthday cake today. While we were talking earlier, the temperatures should be warm enough. It's remained to be seen if the rain will impact any public viewings or public celebrations uh, that will be held for Fiona. Uh, but we will have video of it one way or the other on our website later today. Again, that's over at WLWT. I hope she has a fantastic birthday. All I'm saying is that she is an apex predator. That 2,400 pounds is all muscle Listen, none and of us, armor. None of us asked you to comment. 
But you did. You we said looked it with at your you. Eyes. People can't you tell. We gave you and I look. Yes. So happy birthday, Fiona. That's Fletcher Kelly. I'm Steven. This is 5 on 5 and 5. We'll see you back here tomorrow.